0: Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing thing. What you think is in Our there is Our brains aren't, aren't really finished. They're, they're not, not fully cooked, cooked yet. You, you go with your heart. And you don't have any brain. idea why yeah, because we're, we're doing so smart most the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. Just having vision and no follow through ain't going to get you anywhere. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, charisma and leadership.
1: We expect leaders to be charismatic. And the beauty of the word charisma is it everyone feels like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> but <laughs> but then then you're like, wait a second. And then what they do is they they don't often they don't define it or they'll say, you know, it's like somebody who really, I don't know, moves me. And then they just start giving examples <laughs> like this person's really charismatic. And then the anti charisma uh is is the teacher on Ferris Bueller's day off? Yeah, right? there you go. Bueller. It it turns out that psychologists have started to try to measure an, a person's charisma, right? And and the first thing that's really interesting is actually that there was this question about whether charisma was a property of an individual, or whether it was actually the property of observers, right? That it was re- the charisma was really about what other people saw in you and not so much something about the trade itself. Hmm. And, and, uh, and so, and, and this actually, apparently, apparently according to research goes back to Max Weber, the eminent sociologist. Really? Yeah. Who, who said, who actually argued that, that it's not clear whether charisma is something about the person or about the, uh, about the, 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 perceivers. Anyhow, so the, so the first question, so, so I was, I was reading this paper. They were trying to measure charisma. And so the idea was um, to take self reports from people about how often they engage in particular behaviors and then see whether that relates to other people's ratings of how charismatic they are. Huh. Right. So that was the question. And so they they, they broke it down you know, they, they using some other people's scales that they found. They broke it down into into four components. And, and so one of those components was how much self-confidence do you have? So charismatic people tend to have a high degree of self-confidence. Less charismatic people, not so much. How good are you at expressing yourself? So charismatic people tend to be really good at saying the things that they're going to say. Again, non-charismatic people, Bueller. Charismatic people tend to be really open to exploring new possibilities and to trying new approaches to doing things and uh and then the last is that um charismatic people tend to be really creative in thinking about their vision for the future so they tend to really want to improve things try new things and and change the state of the world and so the idea was that charismatic leaders might have these qualities and so they had a bunch of they got a bunch of people uh who were who were in in corporations to rate themselves on these trades and then they got other people who knew them to talk about how charismatic they thought they were and rate that. And in fact, there is a correlation. So so you, so, so, so it appears, at least from this data, this is the easy part, that, that how charismatic you are is really something about you as an individual and not just the perceivers.
0: Okay. So, so far, so good.
1: So here's the fun part. So then they asked the question, is if you're gonna be a leader, is more charisma better oh so this is the this is interesting and and here's the first interesting data point if you're a leader you think so (laughs) this is my favorite data point in the entire paper so they when they had they had people who were in leadership roles rate their degree of charisma but also rate essentially is more better and the answer is yes. Leaders think more charisma makes them a better leader. Okay, so the question is: Are is that true in the data? That is, if you look at leaders who differ in the, in in their charisma, are they perceived by others as being better leaders? And and here's the interesting thing: um, up to a point. So if you're if you're a leader and you're not very charismatic, you're not seen as being a particularly good leader. And as your level of charisma goes up, you get better and better and better, up to a point at which point you start getting worse again. So so it's so so more isn't better. And then the question is, well, why is that, right? Because and the answer is because if you look at a lot of these qualities of charisma, um, many of them are strategic, right? That is, establishing some great vision for the future is a strategic thing. But if you're too charismatic, you're constantly questioning your vision for the future. So you're constantly suggesting changes in that vision, which means you have lots of ideas, but nothing actually happens, right? So so successful leaders have to be strategic but also operational. They have to actually get stuff done. And the more charismatic you get, the less operational you become, the harder it is for you to actually complete the things that you start to the point where you end up being perceived as a weaker leader. But here's the, here's the part that I think is the most fun. Okay, Leaders themselves tend to prize primarily the strategic piece so the reason they think that they get better and better as as they get more as the leader has more and more charisma is because all they care about is having a vision having a strategy doing you know this idea that i want to do something really wonderful in the future without giving sufficient credit to the operational piece that actually makes sure that the thing gets done and so leaders overvalue their own charisma relative to the people who are going to be working with them who like to have a leader who can inspire them but once inspired they'd like to actually finish the thing that they started (laughs) (laughs) the idea that
0: the imagination of a good thing and then imagining that, well, if you had even more of the good thing, it would be an even better thing. And Chocolate cake. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it, certainly to me. I mean, the reason the inverted U-curve is so hackneyed is how absolutely ubiquitous it is in measurements of all kinds of things. You know, it's like boy, if we had more of that, that would be great, but now, wait wait a minute now that's, I think we even have enough of that now. And it's interesting to me, the way you describe that art, that someone who now sees themselves or some characteristic about themselves as being important would say, well, that must be the really important thing about what's making me successful, when in fact you know, that's really not what's driving other people's perceptions of you. It's it's a combination of that and some other things as, as well. Next week, we'll talk more about what makes a good leader with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. David Alvarez is our engineer and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.